This is a main hustle media podcast. I would like to acknowledge that the main hustle media podcasts are recorded on the traditional lands of the Karankawa, the Chumash, and the Tongva people. And I wish to pay my respects to the people of those nations, both past and present. Welcome to Blurred Comics, the podcast about blackness and blurred shit from a couple of mixed black blurs. It is I, Blurred Vision. And I am the Blaze and Blurred, aka Charmaine Fury. And today we have a guest that we've been talking <laughs> to on the Twitters for, for a while now. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I connected with you, I think probably because of my comic book shop back when I. Yeah, it was a right off rip. One. Yeah. What yeah. You guys were doing. And, mm-hmm. And uh, and so we've just been tweeting at each other ever since. You've been a loyal follower of the show and stuff like that, too. So welcome, Doug, yes. from Creating Comics While Black to the show. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, I've been watching watching guys. I haven't been listening like on the podcast, on the audio form, uh, but mm. I mainly just watch. So it's always cool to stop in when I can and yes. uh, catch you guys blurring out and doing your thing. It's always good. Good vibes. So I like I like to come back to good vibes. We Good definitely you. appreciate it. And you always add something good to the to the mix as well. Yes. Like Why I was saying tell- before, oh. I was I was saying is that because he always has good ass comments, it's like now he's gonna be with us. We gonna <laughs> I was gonna pick up the slack while we're on yeah. while I'm on here. Right. So hey, yeah, if you listen out there, you gotta pick it up. You gotta pick you gotta it up. Pick more. up the slack. Yeah. Um, no, thank you all so- for having me. This is gonna be a lot of fun. Why don't you tell everybody a little bit? Oh, so this is what's going on behind me. Oh, Wait, hold on. yeah, I appreciate you. that. Stuff going. Hold on, hold on. There we go. This yes, we got Fola on the left hand side, and then uh, the crowd from Red Mage. Yes, nice. Um, so, why don't you tell a little bit about yourself and about what what you do with these comics, and uh, and then we'll ask you our our question yes. that we always All ask. Right. Yeah, cool, cool. Uh, let's see. My name is Douglas. Um, I have only been writing comics since last um my first one came out last october um i had been wanting to do it for the longest time um i just kind of slacked off for around 2020 it was like i'm gonna write a big story and just go all out but then uh over time i was like that's gonna cost a lot of money um and a lot of time to just uh, hone my crap of like as far as writing so i was like let's just start with short stories and kind of go from there so yeah i've been reading comics though heavily religiously i like to call it since um i want to say 2013 but i've always um it's always been in my dna my my older brother uh, i got it from him he was a big big nerd still reads comics i believe or at least follows the clip notes um, but he's probably my, one of my biggest inspirations as far as why i'm the geek that i am and uh why i'm like writing comics right now for sure that's so so okay so yeah. i do remember this now because you and i were were in the dms about leading up to the the launch of your of i think it was red mage red mage yes was the Mm -hmm. one that was dropping at the time and so i think we started yeah so i think we started connecting them maybe august or september because you were like sometime towards you know the end of fall or something like that yeah i had plans to like maybe try to print something i was like but that didn't work out and i was like that's fine because um it was gonna cost it was gonna cost a lot more money than i wanted to spend Mm. um like yeah i feel like let's just create more stories and kind of uh just find my voice first and then kind of go from there. And eventually down the line, once I, maybe I can collect all these short stories into a, a giant book, but yeah, mm-hmm. right now I figured let's just kind of focus on just writing and getting it out there right now. So you're doing exclusively, you're releasing through um, Webtoons. Yeah. Webtoon. Yes. Mm-hmm. Nice. 
Yeah, just on there and maybe other platforms, but right now I'm kind of just lazy and just use Webtoon. (laughs) Webtoon Twitter, it's another platform. Instagram as well. Do you get money off of people reading your stuff or is it just out there free to the public? No, no, no. I put it out there for free. Um, Maybe eventually, I think, if I ever do collect it, um, at that point, I will maybe charge for like the the actual physical um, copies of stuff. But as far as digitally, I'm I'm fine with just letting it be out there and I want people to be able to read it without, um, cause again, I'm, I'm brand new still too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't feel like in a way where, um, I, I should be asking for, for money just yet. Um, mm-hmm. as well. Uh, maybe if, if, if people ever ask me or say, Hey, I want to give you a uh, fund, I'll be, I will definitely take it um, <laughs> right. Yeah, right now. Yeah. Right now. Right it's right just quick. like, <laughs> exactly. Uh, but right now, it's just like having fun with it, not necessarily worrying about trying to um, get paid off of it. Um, that that kind of goes back to my like my musical background as well. It's like playing mm-hmm. in bands. Like we would essentially just release our music for free, uh, tour and have like physical copies of, like vinyl or cassette tapes to to sell uh, mm-hmm. that way. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask if you if you had a, a, a musical background because I I know that um, some of the panels that I had seen had a you know music in you know just just a musicality in you know when when um one of them was like even just drawing and there was music in the background you just like have yeah, a musicality yeah. in all of the all of the different things speaking of music do you want to sing your little song for vision i would like to uh uh like i always <laughs> sing do away. Uh, sing away I, uh, I like to always ask what have you done blurdy lately getting stupid now <laughs> i dig it i dig it <laughs> uh i'll start off um i haven't as far as blurdy i guess i've been streaming uh video games lately just trying trying to get back into that mm-hmm. um i haven't written reading that's another i don't really read comics like ever since starting um creating them i there's a, i have a weird thing where i can't you. i can't read anything because i don't want it to be in the back of my head when i'm trying to create a story um, I so say like, that, yeah. But yeah, other than that, blurdy wise, uh, definitely video games. Um, been watching a few OVAs, some like um, old school like '80s animations. I know mm-hmm. you were speaking like um, the Blasian Blurred. I know you're talking about the Dragon Half. Um, I that's all oh, on Amazon Prime. Yeah, nice. I just watched it recently because uh, it was on Amazon Prime. It, it's goofy, but I love it. I love the character so designs goofy. as well. It's also um, yeah, I've been era. watching a few of those. A, a yeah, I love them too. Yeah. They're very inspirational too, because like they're such short stories, like thirty-minute videos. But it's a it's a challenge to see how the the writers can contain and like compact so much mm-hmm. uh, into that thirty minutes. That's like a, a big inspiration for when I'm trying to write these short stories, because mm-hmm. it's hard mm-hmm. to think of a story where you have you only have two pages, so you have to come up with a start and finish, and like some sort of payoff, whether it's oh. good or bad. So it's like it's very challenging. It's it's a, another reason I like to do it because it's a, it's a it's going to challenge me to really um, think outside the box. That way, when I when I maybe when I do decide to write, you know, a, a twenty page story, it'll mm-hmm. be a lot easier uh, to sort of brainstorm that. But, but yeah, we get off to, off topic. But that's what I've done, Blurdy. <laughs> okay, well nice. we'll put a pin on it. And we'll get yeah. we'll get back to it for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you, Blur Vision? You know, it wasn't very blurdy, but uh, you know, I I like to do it. You know, like I always, I I am Coach Sean on the other on the weekends, um, and uh, 
my little team, the one that was doing good last year. So we had, you know, last year we were 8U champions and, you know, states and regions and all of that. And so this year we were going to be first year 10s. And that means that you kind of, you know, you take a step back because there's girls that are already developed second year 10s and they're bigger and stronger and stuff like that. And uh, and actually my team, we went out there and we're, we got second at districts. We, we, we lost okay, in the championship. Okay. But we are the only silver team that was there because when you're first year, you know, you usually have the stronger girls. They're the gold team. Then there's mm-hmm. the silver team and then there's the bronze team. Mm-hmm. So we were the only, we were playing a hall golds. So every mm-hmm. district or every, you know, so like place around here. Right. They all have their all-star teams, but they have the gold teams that go to districts. We were uh, the only silver team there, be the whole bunch of gold teams. Um, and then we ended up playing our own gold team in the championship. So Torrance and Torrance playing each other. Um, We didn't get the win because there was unearned runs. It just happens, but (laughs) we'll we'll get it right and get it tight. Um, And then, you know, we get to go to States now, you know what I'm saying? So we're the first silver team. So our silver and our gold team are going to represent at Torrance, you know, at the States. So we have that in a couple weeks. It's always good when hard work pays off for sure. Yes. And so the reason I brought that up is that work because when you go to States, you get to, um, and this I was like, we, we cosplay, like, or, you know, every team has a theme that mm. they go out. Uh, okay, there. yes, yeah. So our That's team name is the it, knock. It. Yeah, our team has the knockouts because we like to knock out the gold teams, knock them out of the out of the brackets and all that. Knock type them out of so, the park. Yeah, ex- exactly. Um, Rick, um, but um, <laughs> you got to knock them out of the box, there, Rick. Like, it was in my head. I was like, don't interrupt, don't interrupt. <laughs> but uh so yeah so they're gonna we're gonna you know all the girls are gonna have uh but we have um like apollo creed um you know the, okay uh, yes. uh, um, shorts gloves i you know we have them all wrapped up and so we're gonna go out there all you know kitted out so we'll i'll take some pictures so y'all can see that's it cute. but yeah. uh yeah that's gonna, gonna be it. in two weeks so yeah nice. pretty proud of my girls congrats, so. congrats yes thank so, you what about uh, you girl for me, uh, so I've been still working my way through uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, and of course, I caught up on the Obi Wan's and the and the Miss Marvels and the boys. I also recorded on Old Man Wade's show about this most recent about Hero Gasm for the boys. So whenever he drops that, I did that. I eventually um, need to catch up on that. I saw the first season. I need to. Uh, yeah, I oh, fell yeah, off after get that. Get through it because this this third season is fucking amazing. It's so it's good. Heard, I have to get um, to them, Yeah. And this I like to put a couple that, together. Okay. Yeah. yeah so. This episode that just passed is by far my favorite episode of the entire season. Like I don't I don't know where is that the hero gasm one. The hero gasm. Yeah, that's whatever. That's why I keep hearing everywhere. Hero gasm. Oh, hero gasm. Okay. <laughs> and then. Um, I, I'm not gonna put it on yet because it's not it's not a complete look yet. But I made I made my headpiece for my rocket costume for Icon and Rocket. Um, oh, cool! Or from Icon and Rocket, uh-huh. and then I oh I already put them away. Um, I like to recycle pieces, so my uh, there was parts of my Jubilee that I was able to use for my Gambit, and turns out I can use Jubilee glasses for Rocket. There you go. Um, Recycling. So, Recycling. Yeah, so, I got, so I tried that on today. I'm, I made a little video that I'll put out when, when I get another component together. But um, I have almost all the rocket ready, but I'm not going to have it ready until Dragon Con. So um, I decided finally, I mapped out that for Comic Palooza, I'm going to do 
Tatsu from Way of the House Husband. I have that already. I haven't done it yet. And then I'm going to redo Gambit because Gambit's only been out on these streets one time. Um, <laughs> Got to get back in the streets. So I'll do Gambit and, um, and Tatsu here in Kamapuza. And then I'll do Rocket and depending on money. So if anybody wants to drop some money in my cash app. Yeah, no, right. Um, if depending on money, I want to do King Valkyrie and um, uh, uh, Kocho Shinobu for um, Demon Slayer. Nice. Yes. The Butterfly Lady. Yeah, so. I feel like I'm trying to have uh, other avenues of income just to supplement for to have to pay for your, your hobby. That's what, I, that's what I'm trying All to do for things. my comics. Yeah, for unless real. It's, well, this is my day job. Unfortunately, I try to have other hobbies that also... Uh, pay for that to help. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the worst thing about me, like, so I left my job last year. Um, I when we started the comic book shop, we were doing that mostly online for the first two year year and uh, three quarters, I guess. And so then I worked full time during that transition. When I moved here to Houston, I quit that job. Well, I was working part time for a little while, but I quit it in December finally. And um, so I've just been living off of what little bit of money I, I make from Militantly Mixed, which really isn't putting any money in my pocket. It's just paying for all the shows because it costs a lot to produce all these shows. Um, so I need to either stop doing the shows or so start busy. making yeah, some money. Yeah, really busy. Yeah, start making some money. And so now I'm trying to figure out, I'm like, oh shit, I actually am finally caught up in hitting that drought. So I either need to get some other form of income or just like people start advertising with the show or something like that because I'm mm-hmm. like, I got five looks I want to get done this year because I'm going to Dragon Con and New York Comic Con right. and uh, Comic Palooza and I'm like, I'm like three looks short. We we got to have something like, have you ever thought about being? You know that twenty dollars just sitting in your wallet? Yeah. I want to give this to a cosplayer. <laughs> Send it, it on over donate to, to a cosplayer. <laughs> donate. I think you'll like my next story. It'll have, oh, have to okay. do with cosplaying, so I think you'll, oh, I think you'll enjoy the next one. Yeah, nice, nice. Yeah, we can do some kind of like um, a- ASCP or ASPC commercial where it's just like all these poor yeah. little cosplayers with like half yes. cos- costumes put together. Have you, you know, seen somebody that looks seats. janky? Yes. <laughs> Gambit only has one glove. Like, <laughs> have you uh, seen somebody at a cos at a at a con <laughs> and they look janky as fuck? Yeah. You could help that. You could help yes. them. Actually, it's also a thing that one day I just want to put together a whole bunch of like hygiene packets and just like chuck them at people at comic comic cons, like Bruh. antibacterial wipes and deodorant, you know, some stuff. Yeah, like that. okay. One so reason why, why I'm not rushing to get out there to a lot of cons right now is just <laughs> like they're they're rushing to get open. I'm like, ah, oh, maybe not just yet. No, just When's yet. The last I might try to. Before? Yeah, I've been to when I lived back in Open Ohio. I went to a couple there. Mm. I don't think I've been to one in Texas yet. Uh, we were we probably would have went to a few, I'm sure, um, but everything's been still kind of a little icky mm-hmm. um, since you know everything's going on. But I think I, we might end up going to the big Texas Comic Con here in San Antonio in October. Okay, um, I was looking at that, so that that might be the one I try that to venture out one. to. Yeah, Maybe, I did uh, print some postcards. Yeah, you should definitely um, try to get try them to promote out some stuff. Way. Get yeah, a exactly. QR code on there or something like that. Um, yeah, that, that should be good. I so I did so getting back to what we put a pin in earlier. Yes, so you said for what for for webtoon, um, you're Thank limited you with two pages. Is that is that the case or not necessarily limited? Um, okay. Yeah, the most I've expanded expanded out to has been three pages. Okay. Um, the one that's like the most I'm 
I can afford because um, I never want to cheapen my my artists that I work with. I, uh, I never try to you know ask them for any cheaper rates or anything like that. Um, if anything, I, I try to pay them more if I if I can or try to pay them in advance. Um, or every artist is different. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I try to limit myself to um, depends on the story. If I feel like I'll try to brainstorm for a while, and if I feel hey, I can knock this out in two pages. Um, I'll set myself to that. And then if I need to extend it out, um, I will go to three. But yeah, the most I've done is three. Um, the least I've done is one. And that was actually a um, a non-suitable for work comic that I did that blew up. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't write it under my creating comics while black. Um, I won't necessarily probably won't put that out there for another. I'll, I'll put my name on it in maybe, maybe 10 years from now. <laughs> but I did a non-suitable for work comic that um, blew up up and um so it was really cool to see that the artists that i worked with um that they they shined and like everyone still loved the story um that i was able to present um so yeah it's cool to see that like it's really interesting because like that blew up but when i post some of my other stuff like my my normal comics that i put my name on you know like a few few likes here and there a few <laughs> some some few attentions but you know, i'm not really pressed for likes but it's just a, a funny comparison uh, when I look at non-tuber for work comics and then mm-hmm. the just your your standard comics. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, what's what's um, the inspiration behind you getting started doing this? So you said you yeah, you kind of yeah. put you kind of put it on hold for a while. You wanted to do it, but you finally decided to go ahead and do it last year. What? Uh... Yeah, let's see. Um, I, I feel like it was a lot, man. Um, you know, this past three years uh, have been almost like a, a blur. Uh, in some ways, so like I've, I've forgotten a lot of um, kind of what has inspired me mm. in just uh, crazy year, crazy years we've been having. Um, but I think the main inspiration was just to finally do it because uh, I'm always being creative, from playing in bands to just running uh, DIY record labels, uh, and I've always had a passion for for writing comics. So I was like, let's just let's just finally do it. And um, what's the biggest inspiration? Is I don't know. It's hard to say what it is right now because it can change. Um, any second like something can inspire me to be like hey that's what it was that um that really did spark it Uh, but it's hard Mm -hmm. to put a uh, pin the exact thing uh, that really inspired it all Mm. probably just wanting to honestly just create um and you know coming with the name creating comics while black uh, i think another thing was looking at marvel and dc comics and and you'll, you'll you'll hear this a lot with the um i can't believe i'm blanking on their name you just mentioned a milestone you know, they weren't necessarily seeing their characters. So, mm-hmm. um, and I still see that in the, the mainstream comics right now where you don't see a lot of um, a lot of dwarf characters, a lot of heavier set characters. Um, so I just wanted to mm-hmm. be able to put my own stamp on that. Um, and if you guys, if, I'm sure if you've probably read some of my stuff as well, a lot of them are deal with uh, dwarf characters or heavier set characters or just, you know, characters of color in general mm-hmm. um, and not necessarily the, the, the main and a lot of people are doing that as well, but um, I like to also think I'm a little bit different where I am um, trying to work with different artists on, on each one and have a own, my own um, feeling. Even though mm-hmm. it's all one part of one universe, um, I still want to continue to branch out to work with, um, and all my artists I work with are artists of color as well. So I, I want to continue nice. to branch out and work with, um, with, work with all of them and uh, continue to show. Another reason too is um, show the talent that a lot of people don't see right, um, right. as well. So 
Yeah, I yes, mean, we talk yes. about representation matters like crazy on all the stuff that that we mm-hmm. do. So, like, it's it it goes beyond. And now, you know, I mean, I wish I kind of we had talked before because I probably would have invited you down to to be on my panel at the at the BIPOC book fair because that's what we were talking about. Like at all levels, it's not just that the characters on the page are black or brown. It's also right. that who's writing it? Are they black and brown? Exactly. Who's drawing it? Are they black and brown? Are who's producing it? Who's distributing it? Are they black and brown? Um, mm-hmm. Because the way we move is just differently different than the way the so-called mainstream does. So we want to make sure that we know we're getting it to our, our tribe, you know? Yeah, um, I wish there was a, a collective of all of us that we could all um, just all the comic creators. I get, I feel like there is like a group. There's like Facebook groups mm-hmm. um, out there, but there's not like a, a single one where um, it seems like all of us are like a hub. Like almost yeah. like a, I wish there was like a webtoon for artists of color because um, yeah. I, right. I feel like a lot of the webtoon stuff they promote, um, unfortunately, is not people of color. Sure. A lot of the promoted posts, unfortunately. So I wish we had something like that. I, for me, what I've always heard with with the webtoon um, comics is predominantly queer comics is where I've is is the group okay. of comics that I that I've seen or that someone said, oh, I have a yeah, I they promote just a little bit like of everything that. there for the most um, part, yeah. But yeah, not in terms of necessarily queer people of color or anything like that. Um, so uh, one of the things that I thought recently. You know, it's one of those things where you get so used to reading certain stuff that you just you get so used to not seeing yourself in some way, shape or form that mm. like when you do finally see yourself, you're like, wait, what happened? What's yeah. That? Yeah. You know, like you just you don't know how to sit in it. And for me, like Harlequin Eat Bang Kill that was done by T. Franklin in terms of mainstream comics was one of the first ones that I was like, oh, shit, she's got like a stripper with vitiligo. She's got thick girls. She's got amputees. She's got you know, she's also a disabled queer woman of color. And like she was creating characters that are now in the universe, like in the Harlequin verse or, or, and could potentially end up in Batman books and, and, and stuff like that. And it's just like, I hope she, I hope she owns those characters as well, whichever, whatever she's created. Yeah. I'm um, not sure how that works with the, with the big ones, but, um, but, but the the fact that, that like, yeah, with the, with the main (laughs) two or whatever, but I think with, um, like for me, just seeing like a blue haired, queer girl that you know was thick and was like i'm looking out for you girls you know like it was just mm-hmm. one of those things mm-hmm. of like it's just a, a character just side character that just opened a door and was like come here you escape this way and it was like queer folks have to stick together and i just like we weren't the exact just not promoted touch. enough with uh the main yeah. main companies uh even with uh image and marvel and dc uh, a lot like it's not batman superman wonder woman mm-hmm. trinity mm-hmm. like avengers whatever, whatever. uh unfortunately is in the movies uh, seem to really take over the the publishing yeah. um, range. That's why, I, like, after a while, I kind of got bored with. I think another thing too, I got bored with the the comics, and it was just nothing against. Like, I still have my favorite writers that have actually inspired me, like Jim Zub, um, Dennis Cohen, not Dennis Cohen. Um, excuse me, I'm blanking on the name. Um, Dwayne McDuffie, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, the, again, I have those like, who inspired me, but you know, unfortunately, uh, right now the current it was just getting a little boring. So I was like, let's let's step away and. Have fun and create my own for a while and see mm-hmm. where this goes. Have you, <laughs> have you ever been? Have you ever just been reading something and then you kind of you see yourself in the thing that you're reading and you just kind of like, like look around like, do, yeah. do you guys? This is you see this? Do you see yeah. this? You, you know what I mean? That was Puck for me from uh, Alpha Flight when I was young, like a kid, oh, okay. and I yeah. saw him again. I was like, oh, there we go. Yeah. Um, but then then I got older and there was a, a book called Book 
Big Man Plans by Eric Powell. Um, just look up some of the images sometimes. Yeah. Big Man Plans. <laughs> Big Man Plans. Um, yeah, it's a, about a dwarf who comes back from Vietnam, revenge story. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the most revenge crucial, brutal story, things. You say. Yeah, oh, yeah. Revenge. It's love a good revenge story. <laughs> oh, I'm going to write that one down. Like <laughs> that. She's like, revenge? Yeah. <laughs> you say? You have me vengeance, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, big time, that's the thing. The other thing that you said, too, that hit me also was like, once you started writing comics, you stopped reading comics. And once I started becoming a retailer of comics, like I didn't have the time anymore to read. Uh, I bet, yes. I, I had to get to a place where like I would have to literally pause and and move to the back room and just like blow through twelve books or something like that real fast because. Yeah, at that point in, you're not even able to like really digest it either. You're not, yeah. To skim through it so fast. Because Let you me... need to be able to talk about it a little bit, you know, yes. like for the sake of your customers and stuff like that. And I imagine when writing. Well, maybe more so if you end up doing panels or something like that at cons, like you might have to know something about other characters and you're just like, you know what? I only know my characters right now. Like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> now, let, let me ask, do you think that you may, I mean, what I was thinking, like when you start creating and you start writing and you try to find your own voice and then you're reading these comics, you don't start to kind of not emulate but kind of change the way that you are because you're reading certain things or you have yeah, exactly. a voice in, your it's head. Like in the yeah. back of your head yeah it's like kind of like subconsciously like you don't it like you may not want that to right, right. come through your writing but it it, it more it, it's happening to me like sometimes with uh playing music and bands and what have you like i'll listen to an album like all weekend and then i'll we'll go to mm. band practice and i'll play that riff like hey that kind of sounds like the, the album i was listening to all yeah. weekends i don't i don't want to do that so yeah right, I, right. it's like subconsciously you don't want to do it but it comes mm-hmm. it could slip it, out yeah yeah i wonder how often that happens because you, you hear all these lawsuits like from like independent artists or suing bigger artists because bigger artists got famous with whatever song they they've done but uh, a smaller artist was like i sent my track to them you know like yeah I, I have the I masters <laughs> yeah um and it's just like and it could just be something where like it just is an earworm and you might not right, even just, connect yeah. to yep. it. Um, I imagine that with writing as well. Like there could be, you could just have something in the back of your head that kind of inspired you. And the next thing you know, you've you've almost, you know, word for word, panel for panel. Mimic Luckily, I haven't done the thing where like I've thought of my idea and then like it's on a like a television show or a cartoon or something. Like luckily that hasn't happened where I've been like, oh, now I have to erase that yeah right yeah so luckily that hasn't happened just yet or just say something like well the as the simpsons would say and just leave your panel in there (laughs) (laughs) that's probably like a family guy you know like family guys just like always like okay i have a joke and then you're like fuck let me just put the joke from somewhere else something else adds to that yeah it's always a flash yeah so um speaking of just not really seeing yourself um besides the puck character how often do you see some sort of representation positive or negative because i think sometimes like sometimes there's like a negative representation but you still kind of see yourself in it and you're just like i'll take it you know especially growing up like in the 80s and 90s yeah for sure for sure thing for me probably um were there other things that you saw that that gave you a little bit of yourself uh, all for the the better for the most part um yes, i mentioned big man plans um mm-hmm. that was that could have been borderline like that easily could have been 
um, something where it was um, offensive and derogatory. Mm -hmm. um, but Eric Powell handled it so, so well. Um, and it's still one of my favorite stories um, to date. Um, but there's, yeah, there's Puck as well from back in the 80s and 70s and what have you. And then there's um, there's also Anna Marie, uh, Anna Marie Cohen. I'm, I'm, I think I'm, no, Anna Marie Macaroni, Macaron. Um, what's his name? I'm trying to think of the writer who created her for Spider-Man. Um, who's one of the, Dana Abbott? No, not Dana Abbott. Uh, anyone know the Marvel writer Dan Dan something? He but he created a um, a dwarf like scientist character who was mm. very positive as well. Um, so yeah, and I haven't actually seen anything negative in the in the comic light as far That's as uh, little people or dwarfs goes. Yeah, I mean, I feel as though they 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 have it as like the they are an underdog, and it kind of just shows like when they see it, right? Like you you don't have to really flesh out the story to understand that that's the thing that they're going through right when they right, when right. they put that that character it's in. visible for the most part right, right exactly. exactly so that, that it's it's visible you can you don't have to tell that story um but i mean at least that's good that they're doing it with like i'm just looking at the some panels from big man plans and i'm i'm seeing that big ass machete the big ass yeah <laughs> and i'm like oh i'm trying to I'm trying to hear what's going down with this dude, yes yes so yeah. i i hope they never because um, I think they, Eric Powell has the goon as well, and I think they might be doing like okay. a live action, um, yeah, something with that. I hope they don't necessarily do anything live action. Um, I can go with some of these things, some of these properties not necessarily always being having to be live action. Let's just right. let's just yeah. allow Marvel, Marvel and DC just to crank out their formula and kind of go from there. <laughs> yeah, there yeah. are some things that are so precious. You're just like, just leave it the way yes. that it is. And that's yeah. what's Marvel like and DC is already create their train so let's just right. let them ride this out that's what i was saying like with representation do you think that we should be represented in in those larger rooms or do you think we should always keep our niche rooms and then kind of hey guess, guess what we got too okay yeah i mean it's cool y'all could stay over there but guess what we got yeah, some i'm all too. for yeah i'm all for both um mm. niche i guess would you know, allow you to have um things not tainted by probably mm -hmm. um the the corporate wheel sort of thing mm -hmm. i guess um but with your larger rooms if we can get everybody in there i'm, I'm talking everybody i mean right. i mean you guys have a wider range of guests that you have you have on um we can have everybody in the large rooms to yeah. have a voice for everyone um i think that's definitely a problem still I, again i'm not in these sort of rooms or i don't know what those things are but i see the the content um that it's putting out and i I don't think mm -hmm. that those the right people are in those rooms, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for real. Right. I mean, there's sometimes when, um, you know, I mean, it's it's come up a few times the way I freaked out when I saw the Ronin character um, for Hawkeye in Infinity War and Endgame, like, mm -hmm. or in End Endgame specifically, and yeah. I yeah. and I just lose my mind because, like, yes, there are Japanese people in that scene. Yes, one of the dopest ass Japanese actors of all time, Sonata, yes, is in yeah, that scene. Yeah. What they do with him destroys what that it, to yeah. me, him and really, culture, yeah. like you know, certain things that just aren't a part of Japanese culture specifically, but certainly like a hybrid Yakuza style that embraces samurai culture, like definitely this stuff wouldn't have played out the way that it did. And so I know that's that's no Japanese in the room. 
you know, probably not someone who is an expert on any kind of aspect of Japanese culture. And then they just have a white guy like defeating someone with the katana that he doesn't hold correctly. You know, like there's just so many <laughs> things. But he cleans it though. So like many issues. Yeah. yeah. Like through his, not even his soft part of his glove, but like yeah. literally against the metal part of the gauntlet. Like, dude. Um, yeah, we so have to, I think we just have to make those rooms ourselves, unfortunately. And I think so. And like, I, like I'm doing, it. I make my make those stories myself. And since I didn't necessarily didn't see it uh, anywhere else, and yeah. I wanted to start to create my own. So it was like, might as well make my own at this point. And a lot yeah, of times yeah. mainstreams do their diversity characters, and they're always the white versions of these things, right? You know. Yes. Like, yeah. You just get a new armor, or get the armor the from friend. the leftover armor from Iron Man, or, or that, the yeah, leftover like that, iron sure. from Captain America. Yeah. Which is like <laughs> cute and all, you know, like. But how many times? It, it was cute like, at first. It was respectful. Yeah. Then it was yeah. just that they just kept doing it to they everyone else. Everyone. Story. Everyone. Yeah. So I was like. It kind of uh, wore out uh, its novelty after a while. Yeah, things like that I think become really frustrating, and um, or or you know because they hit the stereotypes so often uh, of things, you know, certain characters um, might end up being just a full ass stereotype, and it's just like if if we were just there, mm -hmm. and not just one of us, but like enough of us to not be monolithic, right? Because some of us are suburbs, some of us are our hood you know some of us are yes. from different countries and all kinds here of sections and grow up, yes. you know yeah. things yeah. like that so many intersections and then on top of it if you're if you're one person that's hitting that whatever that diversity thing is that they're trying to do um that's going to be a very narrow view of what these characters oh, yeah. are like and and that's the kind of stuff that gets frustrating so i would i would say i'm i'm on the same page with you as like both but in so much like I just don't know. I guess we need those it. bigger rooms to eventually break the mold uh, down the road. I guess. Yeah. In the end, or break, or break but, that 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 uh, you know, like you know, the glass ceiling. Like, a, there has to be a glass wall. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Room. Like, okay, our rooms are connected. We have a glass right here. Let's break that shit because then now we can all like maybe be there's in a, a bigger room. screen that just slides out. Yes. I yes. mean, for me, like, I, there's no good way of saying this, but like, there's aspects of segregation that weren't <laughs> the worst. You know, like, <laughs> I mean, like, the fact that we had access to seeing people in positions, people who look mm -hmm. like those people from our community in some of these positions that now are harder to find. Like, you know, yeah. you just said, like, uh, it would be nice if there was some sort of hub for black creators that do comics so that we could all find each other like if we're going to write a book and we want to find black artists there's like a lot of legroom well, for us to do yeah well, there's no egos or anything like that you know yeah, yeah. but if there was yeah. some aspect of these hubs like for me living in la i could not find black and brown doctors easily and i couldn't ask that question because it's like oh we don't yeah, have that on file so unless i you know googled every single doctor and found pictures i couldn't mm. find um people that I thought might be sensitive to different medical issues that I have related right. to being both black and Asian um, here in Houston. It's a little bit better. I can find black folks, you know, I'm never going to find sure. a, a black Japanese doctor, but you know, um, or if I do, I will never move. Um, <laughs> but you know, like stuff like that, like, I you know, whether it's comic, yeah, from the one and you will never let me go. Um, but like, you know, for any kind of creative thing, having access to each other, I think is equally as important. Um, so there's aspects of this that I would prefer to be closed because I want like I think that's a difference of like Black Panther. 
it was done on a grand scale. It was done in major corporate things, but for the predominant creative team was black folks. So yeah, I wish there was so, the so much that could have been done with that movie for sure. I wish Marvel would have done a little bit more as far as uh, not just, I, I think um, I'm thinking as far as like fundraising goes or some, I, yeah, they could have been doing something behind the scenes, um, but I would have liked them to do more than just here's black Panther. Uh, all, all the you know, cast being black, what have you, writers being black. I think they could have done just a little bit more as far as um, just instead of instead of showing the show and tell. I wish they could have been done a little bit more uh, done for fundraising wise, or just something uh, to show they what actually mean, like care. Fundraising for the community, like yeah, for the community and stuff like oh, that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I, but again, I mean, it could have been yeah. stuff like that could have been done behind the scenes. We don't know uh, those sort of things, but I just hope things like those things like that are happening. I would hate for that to be the burden of any brown version of it to always be the one that has to do it. Like they should do if they're gonna do that, they should do that Every for time. the big move, like for the end games and the for Avengers. Like yeah, for everything. Know. Yeah, regardless. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, across the board. Yeah, but that's something uh, unfortunately they don't really do. It's more about the the money machine wheel. Um, yeah, because they're, like. they're not worried about that kind of stuff in no. the, <laughs> on the production the end, of it. Yeah. Um, and you know, like it does tend sometimes to be the burden of of black people in power to end up doing that versus like you know spread that shit around but <laughs> like, everything honest yeah yeah true. but i i think like there's different versions of i mean i think the 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 black version of something is always kind of the first one to to get out there and and kind of test things out and then it kind of works its way through kind of like black panther beget shang chi and now we have hey, we had Marvel. steel uh, well yeah we had <laughs> we had steel for yes. sure Yes, uh, Blade, your man. I mean, Blade kicked it Blade, off. Blade, yes, guess, yeah, for sure, for sure. Me- hey, I watched Meteor. All man. respect to Meteor Man. Yes. Meteor Man. I mean, Meteor Robert man Townsend. Respect for sure. Go Robert Townsend did. Hey, listen, we who needs to get a lot of respect is Robert Townsend, though. For real. I agree. Uh-huh. Robert I Townsend agree. did so much, and I mean, fucking Five Heartbeats is a classic, classic. Deep catalog of you know what I'm saying, like these things. American yes. Things. And the people I saw that and, when and I was when, like young and still it hit me. Yes, yes. <laughs> and when when you watch those movies, this the people in those movies, like just all now you look at them and like, oh shit, Tommy Davidson, oh shit, this guy over here, oh yeah. shit, this mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah, it's it's amazing how he yeah. just did all of that. I and I have to there's shit there has to be something that shows like how he because even his I think his daughter's doing some stuff now. Oh, or really? his, okay. you know, his yeah. Well, that's um, a good example though, what we're talking about, right? Like that was black creatives making black yeah. stuff you know right right kind of helping out that i mean i, I think that probably led to and eventually a living color i'm sure because uh mm-hmm. like you mentioned uh, the yeah. way yeah maybe came through through there as well so yeah that that definitely opened up the doors for i just watched a doc, uh, documentary on netflix um hip-hop no not hip-hop evolution the it was like the comedy store mm-hmm. um i watched that I wish I remember. yeah you do watch that too yeah that was a really inspirational um for the struggle of like you know having the black comedians getting into the doors and yes, so they like yes. bring in, yeah starting their own clubs um in like there it was like a compton or a thing mm-hmm. or the, run the surrounding areas around there um they bring everyone up bring one to them oh, that's on so, amazon yeah. right yeah so there's oh, amazon yeah yeah it's yeah, like but, tuesdays yeah, fat, it's like fat tuesdays yeah fat tuesdays yep. fat tuesdays yeah that was a really yeah, good documentary um what's gonna say Robert Townsend's daughter is Sky Townsend, who is on Black Lady Sketch Show. 
I saw. I want to check that out. I oh, is seen she that. the light skin girl? Yes. Yes. No. No. She just light skin. Yeah. Okay. Just yeah, Sky. Sky, and she and she's <laughs> she she beautiful. Um, she he really um, awesome. but I she's yeah, she she's on the show. I mean, she's not. No, no, no. She's not the light skinned one. That's like the head of the show. Show. She's the. No, she's I know the, the curly haired one. Yeah. The yeah. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, but yeah, right, she. I gotta check that out soon. Yeah, it's it's actually a, I have two daughters. One is beans and one is rice. Mm-hmm. Rice, which is the blacker of the two, of the two, <laughs> the it just comes out the emotional. Yes, 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 emotionally exactly. I love it. Emotionally blacker, physically blacker. <laughs> she loves Black Lady Sketch Show. She will watch that I show do all too, the time. Man. Yeah, it's so, so fucking good. It's she so bumps. Good. She bumps the song Air. Like it, it's on. Her, oh, really? It's a it's a fake song that was on there, but she bumps okay. that shit like on her actual um, playlist. Like that it's so and that's the oh, who yeah. yeah, that's who sings that song is Sky Townsend. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. No, there's, a, so there's a uh, comedic show on Peacock that I was I tuned in for. I wish I could remember the name of it. It was so good. It was like a there's like four four of them. Um, man, I wish I could remember the name of it. I gotta try to look that up. <laughs> But, but I, I mean, one I'm just, word. It's a one word too. One That's word. why I can't remember it. He he. Uh, Robert Townsend actually directed films of Hollywood Shuffle, mm-hmm. Eddie Murphy's Raw, mm-hmm. Meteor Man, and Five Heartbeats. Obviously, those you know those things. But um, yeah, man. And also, then he's the, still, the he's still directing and... TV and stuff like that mm-hmm, too. So he'll mm-hmm. pop up every so often. You yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if he has his own like production company and he all was, that. Yeah, he he was uh, he did a lot of um, American Soul mm-hmm. when American Soul was on Black Lightning, mm-hmm. um, and then the Black One, you know, not the Black Wonder Years, but the Wonder Years now that they have the newer one. <laughs> the Black it's Wonder the, Years. It's the Black. It's the Black version. Yes, the Black. Um, oh, bust down. Just <laughs> bust down. Mind. Yes, bust that's down. with uh with um with um Sam. What's her name? Yeah, I can't remember her name. Sam, um, and then the dude from uh, from Keenan Show. The um, what's his name? Damn. Yeah, I had never seen any of them until yeah. to watching it's, that man. That shit had me dying. Like, I wish. It, I hope they get another season. Like, it's it's so good. Like, yeah, no, bust down, bust down. Where, and it's one of those things where they oh, made Sam it a while Jay. ago. Yeah, Sam J. Yeah, Sam. And and it, 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 listen, it, it was it was. Um, the dude, what's his name? Uh, the head dude, the one that has the big old eyes, and he always talking like this. Um, oh, Freddie Gibbs, um, <laughs> or he, um, the other guy. I, I can't remember his uh, name. Uh, uh, Chris Red. Oh yeah, he's got big Chris eyes. Red. He's because uh, he was on Kid. Uh, he was on the Keenan show, and so he said he had a, a like a story, and then they went and he was like, "Dude, you want to make a show? You want to make a show?" And it was like, "Okay, we we can make a show real quick," and it was just like. Friends, it was just like he got some homies. Yeah, you can tell. You can tell, yeah. like, because I think okay, it's only like six this. episodes too. Yeah, because they're like, uh, in a, so they quick. work. For, is it a casino or something like that? Work. Yeah, at? they work for a casino. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, hey, let's go do this shit. And you know, you always talking like this. And, and then so, the yeah. message at the end, like the the random match, but like it's really impactful too. Like it's <laughs> right. it hits you. I'm like, oh wow. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no. I have like no an emotional attachment to Sam J because when I first moved back to LA. I had been tweeting back and forth with Sam J. Like Sam okay. was a comedian at the time, but not like on shows and things like that. Yeah. Um, but they were featured on um, an episode of the podcast, the dope uh, Two Dope Queens. 
Mm-hmm. So from that from that clip, I started tweeting at Sam J like, oh, oh my gosh, cool. you, like you were one of the funniest people, blah, blah, blah. and we were both moving to LA at the same time. So they tweeted me in the DMs like, you can come to this show. I'll comp you to come to this show. Nice. So I got to nice. go to this show, um, but but it was a small audience, like only like eight or nine people, and Sam J was not feeling it and just was just like, I'm so okay. disappointed in this whole thing. But we met and everything, and they're like, I'll comp you for one more show because I'm embarrassed at how small the show was. And I was like, I had fun. You don't have to worry about that. I never mm-hmm. got around to going to the other show that got comp, but I've seen Sam J like four or five times now. I like and, her show uh, on HBO. That's cool. Yeah. They were just, yeah. 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 The, that show is great. And then watching the transition over to Saturday Night Live and all that other kind of stuff okay. that was happening. Um, so like, I'm emotionally attached to SMJ whenever I see them mm. on anything. I'm just like, that's crazy oh, yeah. too. Like the, uh, one of the girl, the girlfriend of her in the show, um, me and my wife, we actually used to work with her in Ohio. So oh, I was like, holy, yeah, I was like, holy crap. Yeah. She ended up becoming a model and actress. And nice. uh, I think that was a, one of her first gigs that she got. That's pretty cool. Uh, so that's pretty dope. Yeah. It's weird when you see people that you know or grow up with in, in something. The first time that happened to me, I, I grew up in Long Beach, and first time it happened to me, my friend Lou Shin was in um, Michael Jackson's jam video. And, oh, word. And I didn't, like, none of us knew. I don't know how he kept this shit secret, but he managed, we were in middle school, and he managed to keep it secret. And then he popped up, and everybody freaked out. So, like, the next day when we get to school and stuff like that, we're like, how the fuck did that happen? It was That's so cool. Fun. And then yeah, uh, cool. Blair Vision, I grew up with some or went to high school with someone that ends up there. Yeah, he's a real, like, a for real, real. Yeah, yeah, Emmy winner and shit like that, too. Like, they've been a lot yeah, of work. Um, so it is always I don't, weird think I, like, no, I don't think I met anyone or knew anyone that grew up to be that, that super awesome. I mean, besides, I didn't really, <laughs> really know the girl that we worked with, um, but my wife probably knew her a little bit more. Yeah, I don't think anyone else that I knew. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> no football players, not yet. No, no. Um, I was oh yeah trying to be the, I was trying to be that guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we know a few, actually we know a few people that end up going pro in Doing some stuff. form or another. I mean, yeah. arena ball for for you and some of the folks yeah. that we know, but like NFL for some folks too. Um, yeah, that's always weird and fun <laughs> too to watch mm-hmm. them do some. Um, sometimes it ends up working out for you. You can go get some concert tickets or something. It works out. <laughs> I mean, I ain't got those kind of comps I, yet. Yeah. <laughs> But it's like it's it's funny because like when you when you do stuff like that, you're always wanna like I wanna I wanna support them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? In that way. But they're I mean, if they're like, hey, I got you some tickets over here, be like, all right, cool. But then like like we were t- coming back to the pay, you know, when you were talking about paying or or somebody says, Yeah, I got money for you because you made mm-hmm. this comic. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm gonna take it, but you know. Right, right. <laughs> I'm at the point after four years of podcasting, I absolutely want y'all's money. I definitely yeah. don't want to be cute about it and be like, no, you don't oh, have yeah. to support. Just 100% cash app my ass. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I could, I could change and like, I could be doing this, you know, five years from now and finally, you know, say, hey, I, I may set up a Patreon or something at that point. Right. Um, but I hope to have like something physical to definitely to uh, hand out there first. Okay. I mean, I do you feel think like that you that's a goal? A lot of stuff, though. Like, um, I don't really. I guess I don't really have goals yet, right now. Um, you just want to just be- just better at what yeah, you're doing. Yeah, I think I'm just gonna do what I do right now. I think that's what kind of um, maybe maybe jaded or kind of burnt out in the past with like running <laughs> running bands and running um like DIY mm-hmm. record labels and booking agencies and or small like um indie label for shows and what have you. Right. I'm um, just going hard in the paint on that and then just getting burnt out. 
So I was like, oh, let me just have fun with it and yeah, yeah, um, do it as it, as it comes. Because I have three artists right now that I work with um, that I love working with. So like, I'm also like not eager to have to go through finding another artist. Um, mm-hmm. And because sometimes that could be fun and challenging and annoying um, at times, but <laughs> fun um, and challenging it's all part. Annoying. It's all part of the 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 hustle, and yeah. you, you kind of just go with the flow and you learn. Um, yeah. as you as you as you do this and you kind of everything. develop a, a mutual style between each other like it, yes. if you're using similar people over and over again and stuff like yeah, that. yeah because everyone works differently too um you know as far as um how they work as far as pay wise or um their their uh, their pace um some mm-hmm. are might someone some like one artist in particular she does everything she can do the letters coloring drawing and all mm-hmm. that one person uh, that I work with, he has someone who does the flats while like, which is the, the inks and what have you while he does the, the drawing and other stuff. Mm. So everyone's a little bit different. So it's kind of um, finding their groove and working with that group essentially. Mm. Have you managed to get a physical copy just for yourself of any of the things that you've done or? Oh uh, no, I'm thinking about maybe um, printing some postcards soon, just like promo mm. postcards um, yeah. as a, Eventually, because I'm doing like a workshop um, here in San Antonio next month, uh, which is in what two days almost. This year's flying by. <laughs> um, yeah, and then if I end up going doing the uh, Comic Con, <laughs> I know if I end up doing that Comic Con, I think I want to have some some uh, promo stuff just to hand out there. Be like, hey, go feel free to read yeah. my comics online. Yeah. That's More eyes is better. We when we go to cons, because we haven't exhibited at any of the big cons yet we've only just um, mm-hmm. showed up as press i guess um we've passed out um uh, poke postcards for people to listen to the show and shit like that that's a perfect there. way to get your foot in the door at those places mm-hmm. so you can eventually get a panel just keep working that press i'm sure yeah i have and... i have a panel i'm gonna be on a panel for comic palooza about podcasting while melanated and um nice i have a i don't know what of panels i'm going to be assigned yet but i just got accepted to be a moderator like a a conference moderator so they could plug me in wherever they want me um at colexa con which is a a queer geek lady uh con that's that's happening this summer um so those are my first con panels i've done like other things mixed race things or book book fests and stuff like that um as a retailer and things but and then we did um the black nerd expo in san diego um one year physically one year virtually and hopefully um we'll do that again in the in in the coming years yes yeah 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 um actually there's another one too we'll talk about on another thing later um that's coming up in the la area i think um that's all black run the nerds and the nerds and hip-hop folks that we met yes yes yes. yeah they're doing something so um so yeah i think things like that finding opportunities to do stuff like that and um and just yeah you know, I, pre- I hope people know we definitely there. support you guys i love what you're doing and the fact that you are giving all these voices to to come on here uh, and you guys speak your mind as well when you don't have guests so it's always yeah. fun just to see what you guys have on your mind and <laughs> see what's happening yeah. uh in the when world me of and comics <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's it's so funny because when we talked about it, we were just like, we're gonna we're gonna finally like it'll force us to read comics. It like we'll we'll be obligated. We'll like yes. you know we're gonna start. This is a way we can train ourselves to start doing this mm-hmm. nerd shit that we 
used to love doing but love, you know yeah. he's got kids and softball and i got yeah adulting million podcasts and stuff like that um man, but yeah man. we never get there bro like we just sit there we end up having just a regular ass talk and then when we have guests too, the just learning shit from other people has been fun yeah. but yeah we've met some shit as well dope people yeah. doing this like we met vita ayala i've had a chance to meet stephanie williams um a fool richardson like there's just people that i now have had connections yeah to it opens up doors and avenues it yeah, it's so fun. just reach out to people you never know the response you'll get um you know you, you can maybe reach out to you know reginald hudlin and you never know he might actually come on i have a degree um, of i have one degree of separation from him too because he knows my former business partner from the comic book shop so right um, right okay they, they ended up doing a live stream together like right around the time i was transitioning out they did a okay um, a, a live stream for the comic book shop there as well um yeah yeah honestly right. and I, I, when i when i interviewed stephanie williams i did that for the comic book shop but we already are in contact about coming on here eventually too and then i'm gonna mm -hmm. run into them at the dragon con i already know that yeah like there, maybe so. space it out a little bit yeah, yeah for definitely sure. show up and be like ah um, like, there was one time i was in my old band i uh emailed uh lord's booking agent um and i was like hey if you're ever because she was playing in columbus at the time and i was like hey if you need an opening act we'll play for you like no. just randomly and he actually responded and said uh not this time but thanks for the the, the reaching out i was like you never know, you never know. who will respond just just do it right? just do it and that's, then that's and what then... i got to say <laughs> What do you mean? What do you mean? Their flight's delayed. Oh shit! We yeah. need somebody. Hey, let me we get you. Know I mean? yeah. yeah, yeah. You don't know. Like, if, can you get here in twenty five minutes? If something yes. like that, that could happen. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. And then just generally like being a regular ass person, like not being shitty or anything like that. Like I ended up Be yourself. Um, yeah. The way that I ended up meeting Chuck Patton was we went to the same comic book shop in L.A. And then I eventually ended up working at that comic book shop. And he and I get to chit chat, and at one of the one of the things, like we're just standing in front of comics, we get to chit chat, and he ends up saying he has some. I don't know who he is off the look of him. I know who Chuck Patton mm -hmm. is, but I don't know who this guy is. We're sitting there chit chatting about a story idea that he had, and I was like, "Sounds like it might be time to write a comic." Like I don't know who yeah. I'm talking to. I'm just like encouraging someone who's been in the game for years. About... You know what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> and then um, when they left. The, the one of my coworkers like do you know who that was and i was like i was like no who was it? and they're Chuck Patton. i was like how the fuck did you let me just talk to him like a complete noob and stuff like Random that like but people know that you don't know usually what some of the comic book creators yeah. look like and stuff like that so we end up becoming I mean, friends I think over that, time i think like that shit like that is like what they like though is that they can just talk and not be a normal like, person yeah you're yeah. Bad boy out yeah, yeah get yelled um, at for killing superman or something ben, ben is one of those guys who doesn't really want people to know who he is when he goes into or like doesn't want to be bendis when he goes into a comic book shop so like when he's he, so recognizable though he's recognizable <laughs> yeah. but like right. when he would come in it would just be it's not like avert your eyes like prince or anything like that but it's just like don't be don't be a fanboy don't be a fangirl you know like just let yeah. him do what he does. Just let him. Just let him move around yeah, the, the like, building yeah. normally. They start out as being nerds too, right? Like they want to. They want to write comics because they read comics, and yeah, exactly. they also want to have the comic book experience. Just because they are who they are doesn't mean that they they don't want a, a safe nerd space. So, um, yeah, there's a few. He's people actually one of my my in. inspirational uh, dialogue writers as well. Like mm -hmm. he was a there's new Avengers stuff was very quippy, um, and when I was getting mm -hmm. back into comics religiously. 
Um, yeah, that was like the one one of the main series I loved, loved, uh, just because the dialogue was all it was like sometimes short, uh, but it was just quick and to the point. Yeah. Um, so it helped me actually like, think like, okay, I can try to shorten this dialogue and uh, need to see what I can get across in these short panels. Um, so yeah. th- he was definitely right. inspiration for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's just an amazing storyteller, I think. So um, there's very few things that I've picked up that I wouldn't be just like, yes, recommend. <laughs> you know, like, yes, go now, ahead. There has been some, when I was doing like a uh, comic podcast, like we were reviewing stuff, his uh, infamous doom. Uh, I did rage out cause I hated it. Um, like it? Way, no, I, I, I don't know, but you know, it happens. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, maybe if I read it now. Perfect. Yeah. Maybe if I read it now, I could, I would uh, like it uh, maybe more like it more. Um, but at the time it just didn't make sense. Cause it's continuity. Cause Bendis is like really known for throwing continuity out the window. Mm-hmm. Um, so he plays his own game uh, essentially. And that's what I didn't like. <laughs> it was really, <laughs> he's always accidentally creating the multiverse. Um, yep. <laughs> that's well, we are coming a little bit towards the end. So why don't you, is there any like last parting things, some stuff you want to talk about making comics, creating comics? Um, no, it's again, thank y'all for having me so much. Um, again, I'm a fan first of, of the show. So it was cool to just come on and blurt it out with y'all for a little bit. Um, yeah. I'd, yeah. You know, I'd love to come back in six months or so, but you know me, I'll, whenever, I'll be in the chat when I can. Something for sure. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, please absolutely do. And then hopefully, you know, maybe I'll end up at, up at that San Antonio thing if I'm in, you know, nearby. I mean, yeah, we're trying to get out to Houston sooner or later. So if you're still yeah. there, uh, when we finally get out there, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely make her hang out. Yeah, we'll definitely go to the shop if you want to go. If you know, check that out yes. when you come down here. But yeah, yeah, it's definitely a stop for, for sure. We can meet up for a, a t- cup of tea or something. Oh, um, for sure, for sure, for sure. And then you know, uh, if I end up in the San Antonio area, I'll, I'll hit you up as well. Um, yeah. Because that's what it's like. It's just we're just building a blurdy ass family, right? Like the biggest yes. thing I think, especially for blurred vision and me, is we talk about this all the time that we knew each other for so many years and didn't know each other as comic book nerds and the richness that we probably missed out on in our early right. days of our friendship because we didn't know each other that way. That connection. Um, because, yeah, that yeah, code, like yeah. Our community didn't allow us to know each other that way. And so now it's just like, if you're, if you're black, brown nerd, just be nerds, <laughs> like Blurred just be out, nerds yeah. together. Keep that. What is that? What did I say? Keep that blurred eye. Blurred open. eye open. Yeah, keep that blurred eye. Because it feels like good that. to like know the people that we know now. Like the we we know some dope people that are doing stuff, and I I just want to keep knowing people that are creating. So yeah, we can like the the guests you've had on. I could easily now go and network with them mm-hmm. uh, if I right. wanted to. Right. Have yeah. you, like because you guys are creating that 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 you safe space that. and platform yeah. for all of us. So thank you. Yeah, Seriously. Right. I mean, maybe Main Hustle Media ends up being some kind of hub for uh for black and brown creators. I, mean, I, I wrote yeah. it down. Yeah. I mean start your own little uh print company. Well we do have Blurred's Assemble <laughs> the main hub. Blurred's Assemble. Uh, we do have Blurs Assemble on the on the Facebook group, which we I'm not good at moderating it. I just leave it available and I share stuff on it. And there's mm-hmm. a couple of other people that post on it too. But you know, if if that grew, that could potentially be a spot for something like that. Um, I I yeah, own it's all about dome. funding. Like if I if we if one of us had enough funding, we could create what we wanted to that platform we wanted <laughs> yeah. to. Yeah, that's what that it comes down amazing. to. <laughs> it right? always comes down to that shit. I mean, I and for me, like I just want to talk to people about this shit. I do my militantly mix, I do my blurred comics, I do my bi furious, and these are the three communities that I want to exist in um and do work, but spreading myself out that thin and then also wanting to like tighten things down to like I just want to be 
I just want to do nerd shit with my friends, you know. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so it's kind of like they take it takes turns. Like like yeah. this summer is going to be a very blurdy summer for me. I'm doing Dragon Con. I'm doing Comic Palooza. I'm doing New well, I guess the next four months are very blurdy. Doing New York Comic Con stuff like that. Um, hopefully next year we will travel to at least one con together. Um, yes. And uh, and then maybe like independently, since we don't live in the same state anymore, maybe we just start showing up and exhibiting different places solo if we can't both be there. Um, you know, those are the ways that we can start those networks because and even at the cons, we've met some some people like maybe not everybody that we've yeah. kept up with. But like right. some of the people we met early on are like doing shit for HBO now. We're just like, fuck, if we had yeah, just yeah. gotten them on the show Stranger, when we met yep. them, you know, Sebastian. Yeah, the Sebastian. Yeah, that's cool thing, yeah. too. Like, yeah, because you guys are like linking up with like having people on who are small creators so you don't ever know where we could be in 10 yeah. years and we could yeah. definitely be exactly. and we'll be thanking you definitely for well, giving us that we platform because fantastic frankie on the show before we even really knew who they were like she just she had a platform we saw a couple of her of her instagram videos and we're like she's yeah. kind of dope let's bring mm -hmm. her on the show now she's at the fucking Red, uh, like thor premiere and shit like that like she's oh, wow. being okay. paid to go to these yeah. things and i was like fuck what is yeah. you know like hard work, hard work why, what all. haven't we done you know like there's things that like to watch her platform grow from us barely you know like we kind of just discovered her and shared her with each other and then mm -hmm, reached yeah. out like i just reached out to see if she wanted to come on the show and we were both small time at the you know podcast yeah, at the time yeah. to see what she's doing now and and like her wealth of knowledge is just beyond she what knows, I yeah. I have the yeah. time to, to do now anyway. <laughs> but like seeing her all dressed up at like the Thor thing on her on her Instagram, I was just like, oh yeah, that's that's exactly... I've had a few of those occasions with old bands that I've booked in yeah, like small basements. So they play for like five people and then I see them like two years down the road. It's like they're going on tour with you know the big name band and selling yeah. shows. Wow, like, man. I booked it's... you when you were only when there was like five people watching yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. Now there's now you're on the big road. That's good. That's it's good. It's good to watch people shine. Like the uh, anybody that's what we want to do. Everybody shine. That's what we want to do. Um, spread you know, spread the shine out as much as you can. But for the most part, like when one of us, <laughs> is like this your the pheromones. Pheromones. The pheromones. <laughs> you gotta let the pheromones. <laughs> is it Spider Woman. Yeah. For show, um, yeah. but it's it's awesome. So thank you for coming on the show. Why don't you tell everybody yeah, how to find you again. on the internets? Uh, let's see. When I am on the interwebs, uh, feel free to follow me on Twitter. Just search Creating Comics While Black. Um, I post occasionally there. Uh, Instagram, same as well. Um, I'll post any art updates as well. But uh, that's about it. That's the best. Just search Creating Comics While Black and you'll be able to find everything. More like so, me. I don't know how Webtoons work. Do you have like a creator page for it? Or is it just that you're... Yeah, the, you, you get your own creator page as well. Okay. Um, if you... If you search on webtoons, if you just search, um, you hopefully you should be able to find just by searching creating comics while black, but you might have to do CC, CCW black, okay. um, on there. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll put those links in the show notes too. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Thanks so for all y'all that are listening. Please go in and follow, subscribe, whatever, hit all the mash, all the buttons. All so that you can keep up on the informations and, uh, and we'll definitely have you back whenever, you know, you got something you want to talk about. Uh, for us, though, don't forget to follow us on social media at Blurred Comics. That's B-L-E-R-D-C-O-M-I-X-E-D -E -E on the Twitters, the Instagrams, the Facebooks, not yet the Tickety Talks. 
You can drop some coins in our coffee page, our tip jar at ko-fi.com slash Blurred Comics. We also have a website, blurredcomics.com. Um, yeah. And if you are a creator out there, writer, artist, you know, doing some nerdy shit, content creator out there, please hit us up so we can have you on the show. And that's all I got. That's all I, that's all, hey, I didn't have nothing and you had it all and then hey, <laughs> there we go. And uh, sir, this is, uh, we do all the time at the end of the show and you should probably know about it. But let's, uh, like we always do about this time, we like to say bye. bye. Mommy made me mash my M&M. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Blurred Comics is a main hustle media podcast, co-hosted by The Blazing Blurred and Blurred Vision. Produced and edited by Charmaine Fury. Music is Run Brooklyn Run by Hwood Players. If you like our show, please drop some coins in our tip jar at ko-fi.com slash Blurred Comics Podcast. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher. Peace out. Main Hustle Media. Turn your side hustle into your main hustle.